Welcome to the Optimistic Oracle Podcast, Episode 16, with me, Marilyn, the PNW High Priestess. Welcome, welcome everyone to my sauna slash recording studio. Today is January 22nd, 2021. This podcast, although a little bit late, is all about the cards that I have drawn for the month of January, for, you know, the year and the month of January. Um, I also want to talk about uh, in bulk today. That's right around the corner. Talk about the importance of recognizing this between time, uh, the importance of being patient and not rushing growth, even though sometimes during this time, especially we might feel that energy within us really scratching to be released and let go of. All right. So I think, oh, and then I'll tell you about some things I have coming up, stuff like that. But let's go ahead and get started with these tarot cards that I pulled for the month of January. A lot of things have happened since I pulled these cards, so there's quite a bit of confirmation going on with these cards right now. And um, your next month's podcast won't be so late in the month, I promise you that. I had to get some things off my plate first. You know, but those things are done now. They're gone now. They're off my plate now. So now I can focus on just sitting in my sauna, gathering this beautiful 103 degree heat, relaxing, recording, reading, studying, all of these amazing things that I do in this sacred space. This sacred space that is maybe six by four. <laughs> However, I absolutely love it. All right, let's start off with um, the card that I drew. Uh, let's see, I drew four different cards uh, for the month of, three for the month of January and one for the year, all right? So I used my Tarot Illuminati, I used my Dreams of Gaia Tarot, and I used um, my Demon Tarot deck. So, for the first card that I drew, um, I drew the Temperance card from my Tarot Illuminati. And this Temperance card is about that balance of above and below, you know, that, that in-between time, just like we are with Imbolc right now, that in-between time. It's about alchemy, and it's about connecting physical with spiritual. Um, that divine connection, how it can move our spirit physically within us, you know? Um, so when we talk about pulling the temperance card as our first card, that sets the stage for uh, patience. It sets the stage for acknowledging the balance that needs to occur between the spiritual aspect and the physical world. Um, the work that we're going to need to do regarding that balance. 
it's a wonderful, wonderful card. The Temperance is, is also um, one of the peacemakers of the deck, you know, because it can communicate with above and below to bring that point to the middle area, that between area where infusion can actually take place and um, coming together can actually take place. So it's a balancing of all, you know, some might say light and dark, yin and yang. Um, it's a balancing of all of those wonderful, beautiful things coming together. So that's our stage. That's where we're standing right now in that moment of balance. Um, my second card that I drew was from my Dreams of Gaia deck. And it is the Two of Air in reverse. And once again, that Two of Air, Air being swords, is that it's talking about balance. It's talking about polarity. It's talking about black and white and those things. Um, you know, not necessarily a gray, although there should be. Um, now, because this is in reverse, this is reminding us that as we have entered this Aquarian time, this air time, this expansive time, this, this time of, of new thinking and um, new ways of allowing ourselves to be. As we have entered this time, we've pulled the temperance, which is reminding us, hey, this is going to be a time of some work, work that needs to be done. It's going to be a time of infusing both above and below. Um, it's going to be a time of infusing both left and right. It's going to be a time of infusing yin and yang, right? And then we get the two of air in reverse coming into play which is a huge reminder of balance itself. And when it comes to us in reverse, it's kind of a reminder that everything is not black and white. This is the one of the hurdles that we all need to work on so we can infuse yin and yang. Life is not black and white. Life is gray, number one. And I believe that life is gray because we all have a different perception on what our lives are, what our realities consist of. So it can't be a black and white. Too many people look at it as a black and white right now. And that is why there is so much friction. That is the focus of what we are trying to heal. We have temperance on stage. We have the two of air on stage in reverse. And, you know, these are, hey, we need to bring that spiritual and physical together. We need to allow our minds to expand to the point where we realize that gray is what really exists. It's a, um, a mixture of everything and everyone that really exists. And we don't always have to agree, but we sure as heck don't have to shit on people that don't agree with us. So there's that infusion of black and white, of male and female. Um, it reminds us, the air in reverse reminds us that um, sometimes we close ourselves off to other possibilities, um, reminds us of that imbalance. Um, with it in reverse, it, it, the big reminder is that the energies around us right now are about healing. They're about infusion. They're about bringing balance. So this air in reverse completely confirms that we need to open up our minds differently so uh, we can come together and create the very necessary change that needs to happen in our world. The third card that I drew was from my Damon Tarot deck. And um, it is Alistair. And 
the message that Alistair gives us is to, to, to truly appreciate the treasures in our lives, we should broaden our mindset with education in things like art, astronomy, astrology, liberal sciences. We should love and cherish what is around us by learning more about it. To really go back to that reverse air card, to really help us overcome the mentality that everything is black and white, education needs to take center stage. Education needs to take center stage because ignorance needs to be released. It needs to be let go of. People should live their lives in wonder, wondering, what is your story? I'd really like to know. I want to know more about you. Tell me. Tell me what about your roots. Tell me about this. Fill my life with some, with some information. I choose not to be ignorant anymore. I choose to expand my mind. I choose to infuse all of the different colors, races, religions, creeds, sexual aspects, everything. I choose to infuse all of it into this wonderful world that we can make if we allow ourselves to, our minds to expand, our ways of thinking to expand, if we allow those ways to um, connect with our spiritual connection to divine, you know? Um, let's see. Okay, so the fourth card that I drew is actually um, representative of the year five. Uh, 2021 equals five, so numerology five. So this is the year of the Hierophant because he's number five in the tarot deck, all right? And this confirms this overall year's work that all of us need to do. The Hierophant is about um, expansive spiritual thinking. He's about education towards awakening and um, making our spiritual practices a priority. And you need to know that when I discuss spirituality, I'm not discussing a certain religion. That is not what I'm talking about. I am talking about connection to divine, connection to things other than physical aspect connection to faith, connection to hope, connection to belief. All of these things come to us. That connection comes to us differently. And that's that's amazing. It's wonderful. One of the things that we should maybe all take into consideration is that the commonplace is that spirituality is a belief in the possibility that anything wonderful can happen. That belief that there is some higher power, however we want to see that higher power, um, fate, uh, our, our karmic paths, however we want to see it. Um, that spiritual aspect, if we allow it, can become one of the major connections of all of us. Because in reality, we are all one. We are all part of that stardust that creates this beautiful universe of which our little teeny planet resides in. We are all one connected by soul light. The light that lives within me also lives within you and reflects back to me. You know, so once we really start allowing our minds to expand and think that way rather than black and white we can change this world we can seriously change 
this entire world. And I fully believe that that is where the work needs to be put this year to bring about healing and bring about um, connection and community for all of us this year. And thank goodness our president just got inaugurated and vice president just got inaugurated on the 20th, so two days ago, nice and safe, tucked into the White House, beautiful. I think that this year is going to be a year of positive foundational change. It may not look that way because this is a foundation, one that we have to rip up from four years in the making past. One that we have to rip up, that foundation of anger and jealousy and greed and hate and um, separation. Now comes the president and vice president. They have to rip all that up. And that might cause some ruffled feathers. It might cause a little bit of fear at first. But when they lay down this new foundation of strength and um, safety and community and compassion and healing and understanding and truth, when they lay this foundation down, that's the beginning of world change. It's the beginning of the change that we can all see. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I can start, I can start showing my vulnerability a little bit now. I can start saying that, you know, I believe that we all should come together without being afraid of saying that of the repercussions of feeling that. So that is my tarot reading for this month. And all of the monthly tarot readings that I'm going to give you, the end card this year is going to be the Hierophant. All right, so all those cards are, are somehow infusing with this uh, spiritual learning and the increasing of our spiritual practice, our connection to divine, to source, to hope, to faith, to belief. Um, okay, and so let's go on. Now we talk about this, you know, the, the cards really confirm the balance that needs to be acknowledged and the work on it that needs to be taken. And it just so happens that we are in that balanced time of um, winter going into spring. In bulk comes, and some consider it the, the first part of spring. I consider it midwinter. We live in the PNW, come on. Spring doesn't really come around here until Beltane sometimes in May. So. February 2nd, which is in bulk or Candlemas, um, Groundhog Day, uh, is really midwinter for me. And it's also a time, I don't know how you guys feel, but it's also a time where I really start feeling very antsy. I really start feeling as though, oh my God, I have got to get out of any situation that I'm in, any place that I'm in, and I need to explore. I need to break out of my shell. There's that energy. There's that energy. And it's so strong and it can be so static and it can be so fiery. And it's not a bad energy. It's a wonderful energy because that is sparking the flame of growth and um, creative transformation that is living within all of us. And, you know, in bulk is the beginning of the, those sunbeams just touching and kissing the earth, 
warming the earth ever so slightly so that the seeds below her dark ground spark so that they know, oh, okay, okay, okay. It's almost time for me to start thinking about breaking out of my shell. But remember this too. Remember this too. The seed under the ground in earth during winter is protected. Protected, wrapped in her darkness, wrapped in her nourishment, wrapped in that blanket of um, rejuvenation and time out, pause, peace. You know, when around Astara going into Beltane, when the shells start to break and the buds come up out of the earth and they're sitting there, just sitting there, how vulnerable are they? So, so vulnerable as we are when we choose to rebirth ourselves at Imbolc. When we choose to say, oh, okay, this is um, the beginning spark for my rebirth, for my transformation, all right? Uh, around, you know, Astara and, and Beltane, we start budding, we start growing, we start opening up, and that's a very, very vulnerable time. That rebirth is very, very vulnerable. It needs a lot of strength. We need to be very strong and very ready to take that on, to take that vulnerability on, because that's a big fear for a lot of people. So the one thing that I do suggest during this still dark time, during this midwinter time, is to stay paused, stay under Earth's tranquil, dark dirt. Just stay there. Allow yourself the knowing that you are getting ready to break that shell and grow, but also allow yourself the knowing that being underground and being under that protective dark earth is extremely safe. It is that space where we can just take that time and we can pause and we can refresh and we can gain that strength that we're going to need for later on. We can plan um, our transformation, you know? So the biggest part of Imbolc, I think the biggest message that Imbolc gives to me is all about patience. It's all about the knowing that yes, the earth is warming and yes, I am going to bloom, I am going to blossom. But right now I'm in that darkness still. I'm wrapped in that winter time still. I'm hibernating still. So let's take this time and plan. Let's take this time and rest. Let's take this time and connect with anything left in shadow that needs to be uh, released, that needs to be acknowledged, that needs to be loved. Anything like that. That's what Imbolc reminds me of. Technically, uh, we can think of Imbolc as um, Groundhog's Day. And, uh, you know, when the groundhog comes up, if he sees his shadow, he goes back into his little hidey hole. And then they say springtime starts around Astara. If he doesn't see his shadow, then they say, you know, Imbolc is like the, uh, that's when springtime starts right? All right. So if it doesn't see his shadow, then in bulk, they say start spring. Either way, um, with in bulk, 
I do invite you to uh, light candles. That's where candle mass comes from, by the way, because the goddess Brigid uh, was also taken into um, religion as a, a goddess, a deity, um, um, a saint, I think. I'm not sure. I'll have to check on that. But um, the goddess Brigid comes into play, and with her, she is the goddess, one of the goddesses of fire, of love, of healing, of hearth of um, uh, fertility and that's a lot has to do a lot with in bulk as well that fertile moment right that moment when the ground is fertile okay um, so there are many ways that you can celebrate uh, in bulk candle mass groundhog's day many ways that you can celebrate and think about it this way too groundhog's day is kind of a scrying you know, he's scrying. He's coming out. If he can see his shadow, he goes back in. If he can't see his shadow, he stays out. It's kind of a scrying moment if you look at it that way. Uh, but there's many ways that you can celebrate. Uh, light candles. Have a bonfire. Safe, please. Safe bonfire. Have a bonfire and celebrate the coming of the light. The hearth magic. That hearth fire. Um... The coming of the light, the, the sun hitting the earth, and uh, the animals just starting to like wake up and be ready to mate and have those babies in the spring. Um, things like that. Uh, Brigitte comes into play, and she is a triple goddess, but at Imbolc, she is the maiden goddess, that goddess of fertility, that goddess of uh, readying that seed to... Um, birth to birth uh, what are we birthing what are we going to birth what are we planning to uh, birth at um, Astara or Imbolc or later on in the year depending on when you feel as though you normally birth projects out of when are we planning to do that what are we planning to do I know that me I am revamping, I'm rebranding, I am doing so many things revolving around this transformation of me right now. And I have given all of them, of course, because this is the way I am, I have given all of them the deadline of March 22nd, the spring equinox, um, in bulk, or not in bulk, I'm sorry, Ostara, um, you know, for me, that's the time when I'm like, okay, this begins the new year for me. And this is this new birth coming out. And this is when I have to get all of these things out. We'll see how it goes. I have learned to not beat myself up if I don't make deadlines. But uh, we will see how it goes. And hopefully um, by March, I will have an update for all of you regarding where I'm at on this rebirthing, revamping of me and everything around me. Okay, so now comes the time. I hope you have an amazing in bulk, by the way. Now comes the time where um, I talk about things that are going on. So let's see. Uh, on the 28th, I'm doing a full moon um, on my Facebook group, Moon Tribe of the Old Tree. 
at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You're more than welcome to join if you're hearing this, but you do need to become a member of that Facebook group. Slowly but surely, please know I am transferring all social media groups onto a private platform, a private social platform on my website. You can download the app if you would like to uh, be a part of that private members group. Um, there's forums, there's conversations, you can build your own bio, you can make your own posts, you can talk to other members privately, you can follow other members, um, you can set up appointments, you can, uh, there's member perks, you know, you guys get to see, the members get to see things that the public doesn't get to see. Uh, and that's because you're taking that time out to become a member, um, to, you know, trust that my website is secure, to trust that that space is sacred to me and I will keep your privacy sacred as well. So why shouldn't everybody be rewarded, yeah? So that's one thing. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, um, the other big thing that is occurring for me, myself, is my third group of um, initiates, foundation level of Path of the Moon tradition will begin on March 14th. So if you are interested in that, please do visit my website, um, go to events, the event calendar, and you will see that event right there. Do a little bit of, click on that RSVP, and it'll give you all of the information that you need regarding the Path of the Moon tradition. And this is the tradition that I created based on journals from my great-grandmother, my grandmother, and stories of my great-great-grandmother. Um, and of course, a lot of learning and book reading and, and uh, witch life living that's gone on for over, oh my gosh, over 30 years now. Holy cow. It's gone on since I was a kid and I'm gonna be 49 this year. So I would say over 40 years now. Wow, uh, wow just realized that that was just a realization um <laughs> so definitely check into that and please also feel free to email me with any questions um uh, anything that you might want to know about the, the tradition that may not already be listed on that page and know that if you do frequent my website the pages might be changing here and there uh, the background might be changing here and there that is me that is me revamping and redesigning and uh, sprucing it up for the spring equinox coming, for Astara, for my rebirth. Um, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I am a Virgo, so it does take uh, quite a bit of time for me to do it because I try and make everything as perfect as I possibly can and have as much information on there, but then I'm told that it's too much information because people apparently don't like to read anymore. This is what I'm told, so that's kind of scary. But um, going through and rewording some of the content and things like that, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work being an entrepreneur. It's a lot of work being the only one that does all of that for a business. And if you are a business owner and you are doing it yourself, you know exactly what I mean. It's a lot of work, but it can also be very fun and very rewarding and um, 
because it does become fun and rewarding, that's when the, the multiple rebirths come into play. <laughs> Sometimes we just get bored, you know? Uh, through life, we phase and phase and phase and change and transform so many times. Why should a website stay the same? Why should a path stay the same? Nothing stays the same. And that's the beauty in it. Nothing stays the same. It changes. This year, I think one of the things that maybe we can all work on, uh, especially with our spirituality perception, our above, our below perception, our gray perception, is that perception of change. A lot of people consider change scary. And a lot of people consider it scary because they're walking into the unknown. I would propose that we change that walking into the unknown perception from fear into wonder, into wonder. Think about it like this. If a seed, if a tree inside of a seed was afraid to burst, we wouldn't have any trees. We wouldn't have any of those beautiful trees that talk to one another and blow in the wind and their leaves sing us these sacred songs. We wouldn't have that. They have to allow themselves that pent up energy to expand and break that shell. They have to allow themselves that wonder of forward movement, that wonder of change, that allowance of vulnerability. They have to allow themselves that even though they might get crushed. They allow themselves that. That comes with the release of fear of the unknown. Who knows what's on that other side? Don't allow fear to ever keep any of us back from change, ever. Yes, on that other side, there may be something that is, you know, to our detriment, but also there may be something that can provide us the abundance of joy and health and happiness and wealth and all of those wonderful, wonderful things. Approach change with wonder. Allow that above and below, that yin and yang energy to come in and infuse that fear into excitement infuse it into wonder infuse it into ideas i think that's about all i have today for everyone i will uh, see you next month and until then the circle is open but unbroken until we meet again my darlings